0: This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner MyWell. An industry leader in payment solutions, Transnational Payments' MyWell Ministry offers debit and credit card processing for churches at cost—that's cost plus zero dollars. By partnering with Transnational, you may save up to 50% on your processing costs, freeing up much-needed resources for other areas of need within your organization gain significant savings, and make financial stewardship a top priority when you choose MyWell ministry to power yours. Today's episode of broadcast is also brought to you by Rock partner Protect My Ministry. Offering background checks that are fully integrated into Rock, Protect My Ministry keeps your risk management strategies simple. Protect My Ministry is committed to helping faith-based organizations maintain a safe environment so they can fulfill their mission. Just ask any of the thousands of ministries currently served. Connect with My Well Ministry and protect my ministry today on our partners page at rockrms.com partners. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of our RockCast podcast. This morning, uh, I have here myself, Emily Foreman, David Turner, Nick Erdo, and John Edmiston. And we are here to give you a little update about what's going on with Rock. And as usual, we like to kick that off with an update on our versions. Where where are we at with that, John?
1: That is a good question. We are currently working on uh, features for version 8. So uh, we kind of shifted focus a little bit from the 7.0. Dot- Uh, releases to work on version eight. And so uh, currently there's a lot of development going on that on big and small features. Uh, Mike is busy working on the group history and Ethan is tackling a bunch of, I wouldn't even say they're small, but they're kind of medium sized uh, uh, items. Uh, A much requested um, little, not a report, but a little uh, block that you can see all the fees for an event registration and filter them by different means so you can uh, see who's um, ordered what. Um, and a lot of other just like really cool little refactors and polish points. And so right now, we, like I said, we're working on version 8. We'll probably finish up some of those major um, points and pause version 8 to go do some 7.4 things. There are, there are some bugs being you know, fixed in 7.4 right now, but it's not taking a majority of our time right now. So I would say that within a week and a half to two weeks, we'll probably pause version 8 real quick, hit some of those uh, version 7.4s, and then get that out, um, but by the time it gets to alpha testing, beta testing, it, it could probably be you know three to four weeks before you know we're talking about that.
0: That actually sounds really good. I know we've been mentioning shortening our releases up a little bit, so probably that's the way that that needs to work if we're going to put that out that way.
1: Yeah, and we are looking at version eight because we we're kind of seeing the same thing that happened with version seven. We're getting scope creep, feature request creep. Um, you know we're guilty of that. The you know the community's a little, you know a little bit pushing us on, on some of that too, and so really kind of figuring out like okay we can't let this happen again, and so what are we going to do to kind of you know trim that down a little bit? And so we're, we're we really are hoping to to put the wraps on on what we're going to tackle on that very soon, and we'll probably be talking more about that.
0: Okay, good. Well, that helps have a little clarity in in what the process looks like now compared to this time last year. Oh, we had another really exciting um, announcement come up this week. So why don't you fill us in on that too?
1: Yeah, so you know this is an exciting kind of trend um, that uh, Life Church is now pushing uh, to get more people involved in open, open source projects that are kingdom minded, and I love that. Um, it's really cool to see some of the stuff that they're doing. They're taking some of their very very complex and well engineered solutions and they're open sourcing them, and I think that's just going to uh, be awesome for. Uh, People who are kingdom-minded and want to work on projects like that, but even more importantly, the exposure it's going to get to the secular world by some of the stuff that they're open sourcing, and you know they do some amazing things, and some of the technologies they have are are really surprising, I think, uh, to a lot of secular people. And so having that you know exposure is great, but they're also trying to highlight other open source projects um, out there in churches and in other um, ministries. And so we've had rock uh, put onto their um, kind of project board or directory. and And that's pretty cool because that's going to help us uh, expand our community, help us uh, kind of advertise uh, our technology base and what we're doing to to a wider uh, group. Um, you know right now, I think if you work with a church, if you volunteer with a church um, and your church is using rock, you find out about it. But there's a ton of other, You know, uh, people working in the secular world who just want to plug into a kingdom-minded solution, and they and they just don't know that they exist. And so I think the discoverability of of rock will be greatly improved through what they're doing. Um, And it's just really cool to see that you know we're we're one project that's that's kind of already doing that, and they're kind of being a clearinghouse for a lot of other projects, and just helping us all work together. And I think that's a, a really cool concept.
0: That is a really cool concept. So, if you run across rock on this open Digirati, um platform, nothing's changed. It is the same rock,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, that might be one thing. Is like, okay, so now you part of Open Digirati? No, that's not quite how it works. I mean, we're just a project on their board, and um, but already we're getting you know some making contacts that we we wouldn't have had if we if we weren't posted on that. There's some people who are not you know, do not know about rock and they have C-sharp experience and they're already asking questions. And we've already met with, you know, one person too, you know, face-to-face because he lived in Phoenix and just that project helped, you know, build those relationships. And um, I think what they're doing is is amazing. That's, you know, rock is just one project and, and to have that kind of you know, overarching um, directory of projects like ours is a, is a really cool
0: concept. That is. What a really neat opportunity. So, that was a really fun thing to come out this week. Yeah. We also have another uh, exciting announcement this week. I guess this is the week of announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, we have for a long time been looking for. Um, a web designer that was a great fit for our team and that was local. And that's been a bit challenging, um, but we found out um, a little while ago that Garrett Johnson, who many in our community already know, was um, looking to make a move from where he was. And when we found out about that, we already had some familiarity with his skill set and knew that he was tied into the community. Um, So we started talking to him about that. And it turns out that that's going to be a great fit for him and a great fit for us. And we're really excited to welcome Garrett to our team in a web designer capacity in a couple of weeks now. And um, that's going to be... A huge help to our team. It's going to be incredible to the community. Um, it seems like there's a, a wave right now of interest in having rock power websites, and um, so to have Garrett on our team, I think will be well positioned and well timed. And and he just is going to bring a lot of great skills and a great heart for the ministry to our team. And so we're we're very excited about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: David, can you give us a consulting update? What's been going on in the consulting world of Sparkability?
2: Sure um, some cool things. Uh, one of the things we're just finishing up and getting documented is some data automation tools, which will let you automate the, uh, reactivating of people that were inactive. Like if they come and check in or, um, they give, it will automatically reactivate. Same with inactivating people who haven't done anything for a long time. Um, so there's those, and even changing people's campus. So if, if they start attending a different campus or giving a different campus, it will automatically change that for you. And then also one that a lot of people have asked for is, what about those kids that turn 18? Um, what do we, how do we? How can we automate that? So there's a job now that will do that. And all of those have a lot of configuration that you can customize what type of data it's looking at before it does any of that type of stuff. Um, Some other things, I think we've mentioned it too, is we're looking at caching and redoing that to just make it more um, performant and more customizable. Uh, We're looking at the S3 storage provider and going to be enhancing that. And uh, just some other, a lot of little things like some communication tweaks. Um, One thing we're doing for Willow is, uh, this is kind of custom, but we're just adding some automated signature capture to their care center. Um, intake. Uh, right now, they use a different tool for that, and it kind of is clunky. So we're just putting that as part of Rock and streamlining that for them. And are those things that are coming in eight or beyond eight? Um, the data automation will actually be in seven four. Um, the rest of those will be in eight or like Willows is custom.
3: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very cool.
0: That's fun to hear how the work that we're doing. Um, with our consulting that we need to do actually contributes to what a lot of people are asking for and that churches are willing to to contribute toward making that something that everybody can benefit from. That's really exciting.
2: Yeah. And what's nice too is there, we're, we're able to test with big databases so we know that it should work. Yeah, because their database is pretty big, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I imagine so. <laughs> so the conference is coming. And uh, we are steadily at work a little bit earlier this year because we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of content coming this year. Um, I know we, we keep saying this, but this conference, we're taking all the feedback we got last year and um, we're taking uh, advantage of the growing size of the community and the growing size of our team to really dig in and bring some excellent content to this next upcoming conference. Um, this is going to be one you won't want to miss. And in fact, there's a reason you'll probably want to get your ticket here pretty soon. You want to tell us about that, Nick? Sure, because the, the
3: cl- clock is ticking. So if you don't get your tickets uh, before the 30th, you're going to pay a little bit more, or as John says, you're just going to donate a little more to the kingdom. So the price is going up from uh, three forty-nine to three ninety-nine. So you got a couple more weeks uh, if you want to get that in quicker and save some money. There's also uh, a new thing on a, on the RX 2018 page for hotel listings. I think this is maybe new. Have we done this before?
0: We haven't been able to get blocks of rooms with discounted pricing before because of the size of our conference. We will definitely be able to do that this year. So it is new.
3: Yeah. So we've got now, we've gotten big enough where uh, if you go to the website, RX 2018, and look there, there will be links to various hotels. And if you click the link to that hotel, they're, they're all pretty close to the church. Um, If you click that link, you'll get the special discounted rate. I don't know exactly the rates. We're still getting some final details from them. But by the time you are hearing this, it should all be live. And uh, so we just encourage you to go ahead and start booking your rooms as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because some of the hotels are a little bit smaller. And uh, I imagine Rock is going to actually take over a couple of hotels right in the area, which will be a really fun uh, experience as well. So we had mentioned on our last podcast that we'd been getting all of these requests for some deeper training on specific uh, topics that were a little more advanced. And we talked a little bit about potentially adding another day of training after the conference. Um, But the more we looked at that and the more we uh, thought about the logistics of it, the more we realized we need to be able to make this accessible to a wider audience and have it live longer. So I think what we've decided to do at this time is to make that um, a different format that can live online Rather than to have another day after the conference, so if you were holding off uh purchasing your travel tickets to find out what that looked like, um go ahead and make those just for the conference themselves, and we'll have more information at a later date about other training alternatives that will come up that won't require travel so uh, I did want to touch base on that as well, and then but, um, but
1: it's yes. important that they not like travel out the night. Uh, of the second night.
0: Right. Because we go late. Yes, so. as usual, the conference is packed with content and people and connections. Do not shortchange yourself. You're making the investment to be there. Your a church is making the investment to send you. You will really regret it if you book a flight out for the n- night of the second day of the conference. Plan to stay at your hotel the night, the Tuesday night, and fly out Wednesday morning. The connections that you make at the conference and the chance you have to follow up with your team and with everyone else there after you've heard everything that's going on is going to be just as important as actually sitting through the sessions themselves. So do not shortchange your experience. Make sure you don't fly out till Wednesday morning.
3: Yeah, and beyond um, talking with the community that night, that second night, you know, we'll probably still be available to chat. So if you can hunt us down, you'll have access to talk to us as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, last time we
3: were there till pretty late. We
0: were, yes. Um, And it's just one of those things where it seems like nobody wants to leave. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of great momentum when you bring this incredible community together in person, and I think we see that best. At our annual conference. And uh, I think you will feel like you are missing out if you book your ticket that way. So that's just a little public service announcement. People that have been to the conference before probably realize that if you haven't been yet, um, you will want to make sure you're there as late as possible through Tuesday. So just don't even book that flight till Wednesday morning. We have been locking in some exciting speakers and some really great sessions and some mini tracks um, that are going to be widely appealing to your staff, and we're not quite prepared to make the announcements yet, but they are coming soon and we think we'll have some names that you'll recognize and some sessions and tracks that are exactly what you've been asking for. For the last two years, we have been listening and we're able to help put that together this time. So stay tuned, Um, grab those tickets before the pricing expires on the 30th and um, get prepared for a really, really exciting time and make sure you're putting the budget in place to bring more of your staff this year because that content is going to be very wide It's not just a tech conference,
3: as we keep saying. Awesome. Anything else to talk about today? No? I don't think so. I don't either. All right. Just
0: another sunny day in Phoenix.
3: (laughs) We'll see you next time. All right. And today's show was produced by Emily Foreman. And Nick was our audio
2: engineer and does all the uh, post-processing of social media. And Jim Michael does all the editing of the audio.
0: And our amazing show notes are typed up and put together by Michael Garrett.